Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I am here today with David Henderson. Greetings to you all. Always a joy to be with you. Always a joy to have you with us, David. And we're here today to talk about your sermon from this past Sunday, Identity and Purpose from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, and uh, with reference to many other verses yeah, across the New around. Testament, <laughs> right. not just in 1 Thessalonians, That's but true. across the New Testament. That's true. I was looking at my notes and I'm like, wait, I think I missed several references for different things because I have like first or second Corinthians and I have without a chapter and verse. So (laughs) it's just fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but so we talked, so the sermon was about identity and purpose. We've done identity and authority, identity and purity. And now, um, which are two huge topics and now we're going to a third huge topic, which is purpose. Mm-hmm. Why are we, why on earth are we here? <laughs> yeah. And then one more to come, uh, which is identity and community. Uh, right. Very important kind of uh, closing part of that part of the discussion. And then, and then ending actually with identity and, and gratitude. Mm. If, if this is in fact who we are, um, that, and this is in fact our purpose in life and gratitude, uh, which we'll focus on our Thanksgiving celebration, the Sunday right after Thanksgiving, uh, yeah. becomes a very important expression of our life together. Yeah. So how yeah. in the world do we get here? Well, uh, I, I guess I would answer that in two ways. Um, you know, our, our desire as a church, and this is kind of stepping back a couple of steps is, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, well, Michelle, um, is kind of his word, last word, you know, that um, it, it isn't our conjecture uh, about what the things of God might lead us to conclude. We're really trying to submit every part of our individual lives and our life together to the word of God. And it just seemed like as as we dug through First Thessalonians, that part of what that means is is letting us be collided with this central theme, I think, in First Thessalonians, which is the theme of identity and all these ways that, that there are different expressions of that. If, if, in fact, I am dearly loved by God, and in, if, in fact, he chose me to be his, mm-hmm. and if, in fact, I belong to him by virtue of his having chosen me and created me and redeemed me, then what are the implications? Uh, what what does that mean for who I am? What makes me me, and so on. Um, so uh, I think that would be one way that I would answer the question of kind of how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- uh, trying to follow like hound dogs, following the scent through the the scriptures and seeing where they lead us. But then the other uh, is, you know, we've been wrestling with as a church for the last four years with what it means more and more and more for us to live a life of love. Mm -hmm. And this Paul's conversations to the Thessalonians and our God's conversation with the Covenantians uh, just seems so closely aligned 
And so I think a, a lot of the this conversation we've been having this fall has been against the backdrop of that larger theme of where God has had us. Yeah. And by covenantians, you mean us. Us. Yes. Exactly. The covenant family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case people stumbled over. And, Wait, what? Yes. Right. Like, what in the world is he <laughs> talking about that? now? What was that? <laughs> right. Yes. And I, I really appreciated, David, that you started the sermon with your personal story um, and and your own search for purpose and meaning. And I just, I think that, um, you know, we all have those questions of what are, what, what is my purpose? What is my meaning here on earth? And, um, and I think you sharing your like it just seems i'm not saying this the right way um but i think that a lot of times from the pews we can look at you or brintley or rob or whoever's preaching on sunday and think well obviously they have a purpose mm-hmm. obviously they you know um they didn't struggle. They know where they are and they know what they're doing and they know why they're there. And so it's just helpful to hear like, oh, wait, <laughs> they're human just like us. Right. Oh, and yeah, absolutely. We all struggle with it and we all are like, you know, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was yeah the, the in- intent of sharing that was was at it just exactly what you just said it's really meant to be like when you hold one tuning fork up alongside of another one it starts to vibrate too uh, it, it's a way of saying i i just want to share my story as a way of getting you to rummage around a little bit in your own personal reflections mm-hmm. and see where might this resonate with you you mm-hmm. know and one one thing it's interesting michelle this is a little bit of, of an aside but um you know we so often think of evangelism as being us telling people answers mm, and and yes. i i look back on i mean my going from being a staunch and unpleasant atheist to being a devoted follower of christ who's in full-time ministry you know that's kind of a a big <laughs> turn and yeah. and as i look back on that whole years-long process one of the single most important comments anybody ever made to me was the question that John Whitehouse asked me sitting in the the Purdue or the the Miami Student Union what is your purpose in life and uh, I mean that absolutely it was like a depth charge it just sank down in and just you know it it it, um, it brought together so much reflection for me and so much it's like I never really stopped to see how small my purpose was Mm. So it's just encouraging for me as we think about, yeah. you know, we talk a lot about just practice curiosity with it. Show love, practice curiosity. Yeah. You know, that, a question like that. Hey, how would, you know, I'm curious. Uh, it's a question I've been thinking about. What what would you say is your purpose in life? You know what? Th- there's no offense in that. It invites conversation. But boy, does that have the potential to just go deeper in a person's life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And in our own life, right? I love that you talked about God's will. We've had this conversation before, but I think we all need reminders again and again, right? Like one of the things I was tempted to say is our purpose changes. And then I'm like, wait, no, our purpose doesn't change, but the way we express that purpose will change. Well said. 
And so, um, yeah, so God's will, like we tend to think of God's will, like you said in the sermon on Sunday, as situational. What does God want me to do in this situation versus um, like God's will in a bigger sense? Why am I here? How am I to live my life? What is my life about? Yeah. 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 And I think um, if we only think in terms of God's will, which I think is a pretty major theme among evangelicals, it's kind of, we spend a lot of time talking about it, then then life can look a little bit like I go about up, about my merry own way until I come to a juncture of some uncertainty. And then I ask God for his input and then I go on my merry own way. Um, so it really is a life lived for me and about me that has these pockets um, mm. that are, are given over to God's guidance where I think purpose more radically um, collides with mm. us and gets all the way down to the root of what our lives are actually about. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it just, it also brings in what we were talking about in the past couple of weeks about um, being a slave to Christ. That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. Like, right. and, and allegiance and that the idea of having the, having our allegiance be to Jesus versus to ourselves. Yeah. And Michelle, that I think that is so inf- insightful, and, and I think people will get this. Basically, this is the same sermon four times over. Um, it, <laughs> um, it it's approached in different ways, said in different ways, and and these are all interconnected implications. If if I'm his, then what? Or mm. if he's king, and I'm his subject, then what? Or um, if if I am bent upon living my life completely and totally for him, then what? Or if I'm his slave, then what? Um, you know, it, it's just different ways of, of asking the same question. And mm-hmm. they all come back to Jesus on the throne and us on our faces before him. Right, right. And, and surrendering. And putting God's kingdom on display in this world right and advancing god's kingdom yep those are the implications of being a part of god's kingdom yeah absolutely yeah so that's the one of the things that's fun about chapter 2 verse 12 in first thessalonians is that this the kingdom and the glory uh themes that we identified wow almost 10 years ago i think as being a central part of our statement of identity and purpose as a church Mm-hmm. Um, starts with the that core statement, Jesus is King, and then the very next statement isn't like, so let's go do this. It's like, no, 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 wait. Let's be clear about who we are and whose we are first, and mm-hmm. then out of that comes what we're called to do. So the next statement that we identified uh, was our statement of identity and purpose: we are His. It's the summary mm-hmm. of it, and we exist. We are His people, and we exist for His kingdom and for His glory. And then our calling is. Uh, to live a life of love and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the kingdom is really, I think is an interesting concept. I think one of the places I would have loved to have done a little bit more of a sidebar conversation is there's a conversation in evangelicalism about what it means to advance the kingdom. And there are some people who think it, I advance the kingdom just if I seek justice or if I try to do my work well in my workplace or um, if I try to be a good neighbor and those kinds of things. And I think those are absolutely things we're called to. 
And they are absolutely ways of putting the kingdom of God on display, showing the beauty of what it looks like when God is king of a person's life. So um, my internet froze. (laughs) And I heard that the three ways that we may think we're advancing the kingdom. And then the last 10 seconds. Ah, okay. So just to restate it, um, yeah, the, the thought was just that among evangelicals, there's a, some, I think, lack of clarity about what we mean when we talk about advancing the kingdom, and which is a biblical calling. And, and I think evangelicals rightly understand that for me to seek ju- social justice in my community, or for me to love my neighbor well, or for me to, to live out my life in a virtuous manner in my workplace, or whatever it is, for me to pursue my vocation with excellence— um, those things are described as advancing the kingdom. And, and I would say that's inaccurate language. Mm. So those are all ways of putting the kingdom on display, which is absolutely part of our calling, but is not the total fulfillment of our calling when it comes to it, advancing the kingdom. So we mm. we surrender to the king and we put the kingdom on display in all the manner in which we live in this world as exiles and pilgrims. But then we also advance the kingdom and I do that by leading people into a relationship with Jesus who were not in a relationship with him before. So evangelism mm. becomes the ultimate expression of love and the ultimate uh, kind of kingdom privilege and responsibility. Mm, right. At least in this world. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah. And that's helpful to think about. I mean, and it goes back again to the what we said the, at the beginning about um, not having the answers, but asking the questions. Because well, we, so to say that maybe slightly different way, we have okay. the answers, but not right, right. kind of hitting people with the answers. But sometimes the most effective way to open a person to the answer is to ask a question that creates a yeah um, a bed for that the answer to take root and grow. You say things so eloquently. <laughs> and I try to say them as simple as possible. And you're like, well, wait, there's nuance. There's nuance but, there. And I'm course. like, oh, yeah, there is. There is nuance. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so fun as a team. I, mean, I love the, 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 your editing gift is so incredibly valuable. You are a great gift uh, to our staff, Michelle. Well, thank you. And to me. Thank you. I, um, so at the end of your sermon, you talked a little bit about glory and you gave mm-hmm. a quote from Augustine, I think, yeah. that said the love of God leads to forgetting of self. Yeah. And the love yeah, so of the, self. So he says leads... there in the end, there are two basic kinds of love. So there's a love of God uh-huh. that leads to the forgetfulness of self and a love of self that leads to the forgetfulness of God. And then okay. he goes on, elaborates kind of whose whose glory ultimately are you seek, seeking his glory or uh, our glory and then yeah, yeah brian Ch- chapel i think that's how you pronounce his last name i don't know if it's chapel or chapel uh he said you know in the end our our lives come down to the question who gets the glory and i think yeah. that um, yeah that kind of gets whoomp, right in the very middle of everything we've been talking about for right. a month in right. conversations uh, yes yes i think i just i want to spend just a minute on the love of self because great. i think that um Sometimes we misdefine that mm. um, and think that knowing ourselves means loving ourselves. And so we should just completely ignore who we are and how God created us. Just focus on God. Mm. And I think, I mean, and I 
I know that's not what we mean by love of self. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't, you know, I I think that what we would say is, and maybe you can restate this in a better way, that in order to know, we need to know ourselves in order to know God even better, which helps us to know ourselves even better, which helps us to know God even better. And that is not a love of self. Oh, absolutely. I think that's absolutely right. And for us to take care of our health or or to get sufficient sleep at night or whatever, those aren't those aren't um, inappropriately loving ourselves. Those are ways to be a more effective uh, child and servant of God and uh, to honor and respect ourselves. Yeah, you know, I found it helpful to think in terms of self with a small, a lowercase s and self with a capital S. Uh, the lowercase s is just me as a created being. Mm. I, I should eat food. I should get sleep. I should I should not put myself in a, a situation where I'm going to get mistreated or whatever. You know the, those kinds of things where I'm I have a regard for myself that is appropriate and fitting. Mm. But the the s with a capital S is is actually getting at the spirit of mutiny within me as a human being. Um, as it comes to spiritual things, it's the part of me that wants to push God off the throne and take his place on the throne. And mm-hmm. that's the self that we are denying. That's the self that we are putting to death. That's the self that we are saying has no place in uh, things of the kingdom. Yeah. So the, the forgetfulness of self that I'm called to is a forgetfulness of self-importance and the forget- forgetfulness. And- exactly. Ambition. Wanting to be thought well of by other people, um, making decisions that are calculated and getting people to think well of us and all of that kind of stuff. Right. That we're just called to lay down. Um, yes. Yeah. It's like it's like there's a giant arrow. And are we wanting to, to squeak it around so it points to us or are we, are we <laughs> turning it around, pointing it to him? Right. Yes. Oh, I just I just could picture that um, cartoon like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, any last thoughts about the sermon on Sunday before we turn a corner? Well, I, I think um, the one that comes to mind, Michelle, is it's often helpful to have sermons where it's like, so like on Thursday afternoon, when you are at school or in your home or at the workplace, mm-hmm. here's what it could look like. But this is these four sermons have, are ones that really press deep into what is the basic, what is the most basic way I understand myself mm. and the nature of my relationship with God? And mm. out of that will spill the way we live our lives. The, the thousand and one choices I make in any given day, the way I relate to individuals, the how I work through conflict and so on. But uh, I, I think this is almost one of those ones where the most fruitful way to benefit from these last four messages would be to go take a half day retreat and just mm. listen back through, read back through the sermons and just put before God, God, how, um, yeah, I get that the right answer is my purpose in life is to live my life for you. Is that in fact how I'm living? Is that in fact how I conceive of my life? Is that how I conceive of my resources and my abilities and so on? So it does seem like this is one where uh, we go are going inward for reflection, prayerful reflection and spirit led self scrutiny then can set us free to live this sort of life of self-forgetfulness that God intends and, and God mm. remembers. 
That is really helpful because a lot of times we do want to press into, well, what does this look like every day? And the reality is it's going to look different for every person in the covenant family because it will flow out of who God created us to be. And it will flow out of our heart attitude. And so until we have that time for reflection, which is easier for some and harder for others. um, And I think I just want to encourage, I, yeah, I agree with that. And don't limit the Holy spirit. If you can't take a half day retreat, don't limit the Holy spirit and think he can only work in four hours in the afternoon that you can never take off, but maybe consider getting up, you know, 15 minutes earlier or half hour earlier every day for a certain amount of time and just ask the Holy spirit to be at work and to, and to reveal to you what you need to um, change. Yeah. Yeah. If, if why am I here doesn't come before what should I do? Then our lives will always be patchwork Mm. quilts uh, that we are the, sowers of um and Mm -hmm. yeah so whatever it takes to get that find that little to tuck away into a pocket for prayerful reflection and and submission yielding giving back relinquishment yeah 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 well let's turn a corner for a minute because we want to talk about our thanksgiving service you alluded to it at the beginning of our conversation um, so tell us a little bit more what to expect on Sunday, November. I'm looking at my calendar, 26th. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. um, yeah, I'm looking right. forward so to Right. So next that. Sunday, we, we finish out this, uh, uh, in many respects, finish out the series on First Thessalonians and with a focus on identity and community, which I think will be, I'm really looking forward to it. And the flash family photos that people mm-hmm. have been sending in to you will be shown then. And then uh, the following Sunday, so this is a, the Sunday after our Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, we're this is a tradition we've had for maybe 20 years at Covenant, and it, it is probably my very, very favorite Sunday of the year. When we uh rather than having a message, um, we have a kind of short worship set, and then we open up as much time as we can, put up microphones in the aisles, and we invite the Covenant family to share with one another. Here's a way that I've experienced God at work in my life in the past year. Here's something I'm grateful for, uh, a way that God has worked through scripture, through the life of my brother or sister in the body of Christ, uh, whatever it might be. We're encouraging people to come having give, given some thought ahead of time to what they may want to share with the covenant family. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more the merrier. It's always such a gift to have people share. And the goal is not to have the thing that's more grand or glorious than somebody else's sharing often the things we're most grateful for just the smallest daily sorts of things and we are really hoping that people will mostly share related to here's what god's been doing in my life here's here's what i'm grateful for uh it's always uh fun to celebrate what god did in my great aunt twice removes life (laughs) but we really want to keep this and that's part of that is so this is a way for us to keep getting to know each other as a family um, yeah. So we'll just have people come to the mics and just take turns sharing. Here's, hi, my name's Bob, and this is a, a way that God uh, blessed me in this past year. I'm really grateful for. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. I'm, it's one of my favorites. And then we get, get to celebrate together after the second service with a carry-in lunch. We haven't had one of those for a while. 
Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So we're asking people, actually, uh, the grill team is providing the main course, right? The mm-hmm. main meat uh, and uh, they'll do an amazing job with that. A great oh, yeah. uh, group of people helping out. And then, uh, and, and I think there's, there's opportunity for a few more people to help out if anybody's interested. And then, um, and then I think we're asking people to bring side dishes and desserts. Is that right? Michelle? Yep. Yep. Side dishes and desserts, drop them off at the kitchen, um, on your way to the sanctuary or take a slight detour to the sanctuary and drop those off. Okay. Um, and the kitchen. And that'll be right after second service. Right after second service. Yep. 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 Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a wonderful way to wrap up our Thanksgiving holiday um, and to celebrate together as we move into our to Advent, which starts Absolutely. the next week. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> we both are like, oh, uh, my wow. eyes. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, I I do just want to encourage uh, those who are listening. Uh, we'll have some information that's available through the. Uh, e-news that's coming up and um, there are several things we're doing a little bit differently this year with uh, we're we're having what we call a simple Christmas at Covenant so we do really want to encourage get the information about what's happening in that month so that you can slow down with us and enjoy an uncluttered season and so we can get the most out of that yeah and that that email will come a special advent email the Saturday after Thanksgiving on the 25th so watch your email for that. All right. Well, thank you very much, David, for your time today. Always a joy. Always a joy. And thank you to our audience, whether you've joined us uh, live on Facebook, which didn't happen for some weird reason, but later on our blog or on our podcast or later even on Facebook, we're grateful for the time that you spent with us today. Have a great day. 